Hi, this is Stuart Weems and thank you for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple insight strategies and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about tax minimization because the question is, what should your focus be? Uh, minimizing tax or building wealth? Because sometimes uh, these bits of advice conflict and sometimes you can go and see your accountant, they give you great tax minimization advice, but it actually then retards your ability to build wealth. And vice versa, you can go and get some really good financial advice, but then structure it all incorrectly, and then leak a lot of wealth through poor tax planning. So there's your, you end up paying uh, more tax than you need to. Um, so let me talk about this. There's four taxes that you probably need to um, give some consideration to when doing tax planning and also wealth planning. So the first one is obviously income tax. Now, Obviously, while you're working, the last thing you want is more income, more investment income, because that'll be taxed at your marginal rate. And if you're a high income earner, you'll be paying uh, most of those returns uh, back in in more tax. Uh, so the key thing then is to try and if you've got a spouse uh, and they're on a lower uh, income tax bracket, then try and shift the income in the uh, lower income earner's name and the deductions in the higher income earner's name and so forth. So that's one thing that you want to sort of start thinking about. Also, future expected changes in employment income also need to be considered. So you might be um, between spouses even today, but if in the future you expect that to change, well, think about that now while you're sort of structuring investments. Um, it's also to con important to consider what your future tax position might be as well. So balancing out that is uh, immediate tax outcomes and then longer term tax outcomes. So, you know, if we put all the assets in one person's name because they're on a high income at the moment, uh, that'll produce some pretty good results, obviously, while they're working. But in retirement, it'll mean one spouse is receiving all the investment income and the other spouse is receiving very little income. And so you can't spread that tax burden between spouses at that, at that point. So it might end up being uneconomical. It really depends on you know, how, how close to retirement you are and also the time cost of money. Obviously, a deduction today is better than a, a deduction in 20 years and so forth. The other thing to, to, to consider is the theme of tax reform around the world. The, the theme of tax reform around the world is a flattening of the, the tax brackets. Uh, so therefore, um, we just want to sort of consider that, particularly when we're considering other entities as well. So whether we're um, investing in a company or trust versus our own personal name, um, that the disparity between company trust rates versus personal rates might not uh, might not be as stark as as they were previously. And certainly, the highest tax uh, highest rate uh, of tax in the US and UK is forty uh, percent. So it's a little bit higher here in Australia. Um, and in the US, I was looking the highest rate sort of kicks in at half a million dollars worth of income, uh, versus $180,000 here in Australia. So income tax is, is certainly something we need to consider, but income tax in retirement as well as income tax today is important to consider. Let's talk about capital gains tax which is the second tax you really need to consider. Now, at some point, you might have to sell assets to either reduce debt or fund retirement. Uh, after all, you can't take those assets with you when you die, uh, so uh, they will be sold at some point. So that's either going to be your problem or your beneficiaries, which might be your children or family members' problem. Um, if it's your beneficiaries' problem, maybe you don't need to um, <laughs> worry about it too much. But if your strategy does involve or could involve the sale of assets, then you really need to think about capital gains tax. Uh, now, 
if you can spread that gain, uh, well, the first thing I should say is the gain, if you've invested well and you've held an asset for long term, could be considerable. So if I buy a property today and it's investment grade property, I sell it in 20 years, I'm probably dealing with a gain of several hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe into the millions, you know, if I've invested well and depending on the value of that asset. Uh, so we're dealing with some pretty big numbers. Now, if you can spread that gain across a number of different people, that'll help you minimise your tax. So in the show notes, I talk about an example of a million dollar gross gain. If it goes to one person, they end up paying $235,000 of tax. If they can spread that across four people, four taxpayers, so that might be you, your spouse, and, and maybe some retired parents, uh, you can reduce your tax bill by about $90,000 to one hundred and forty. $5,000. So again, some uh, planning and sort of future thinking about this might um, might certainly benefit you. The third tax is land tax. Obviously, only one you need to consider if you're a property investor, so you own property um, over and above your family home. Uh, and the things to consider there is that land tax is quite insidious in that it it doesn't really it's not very material when we first start investing in property but if we're investing in the right properties and the right properties will have a strong land value component it will become material over time and in the show notes i've included a table um, which uh, calculates how much land tax you need to pay on a million dollars worth of land value depending on whether that property is owned in personal names or in a trust. And I've compared New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland there. And the land tax will vary from $3,000 to $16,000. So imagine paying $16,000 as an expense every year at a time when you probably want to be minimising your expenses, that is, in retirement. So you need to really think about land tax. You need to think about which states you're investing in and what structures you're using to invest in. Um, interestingly, Victoria has the lowest uh, land tax rates, uh, at least by that table anyway, or that comparison of a million dollars worth of land value. So the last tax, the fourth one, is superannuation. So um, superannuation is very tax effective naturally. So in accumulation phase, you pay a flat rate of 15% on income and 10% on capital gains. When you're retired and your super enters into pension phase, an allocated pension phase, um, you the tax rate drops to zero, assuming your balance is less than $1.6 million. Uh, so you can't get better than a zero tax rate, can you? Uh, now, a lot of people are discouraged with super because the government keeps playing with the rules and they think, look, I'm just a bit, it creates a lot of uncertainty and not sure I want to put any wealth into, into super. I understand, um, that two, two, uh, responses to that is firstly, I think super is always going to be concessionally taxed. So that is, it's always going to be a lower tax environment than say trust or personal name. Um, and secondly, uh, it's just too good to ignore. And uh, I think diversification or moderation is the key to lots of things in life, including financial planning. So ignoring something in totality, to me, doesn't feel like the right approach. So utilising superannuation to reduce your overall tax burden, uh, I think, uh, makes uh, good sense. So who do you see, a financial planner or an accountant, to get this advice? Because really your goal is to maximise your after-tax wealth. Let me say that again. Maximise your after-tax wealth. So to maximise your after-tax wealth, you've got to minimise your tax and you've got to maximise your wealth. Um, to maximise your wealth, you want financial planning advice. To minimise your tax, you want uh, tax advice. 
Uh, so uh, whilst I've got a vested interest in saying this, the best person to seek advice from is someone that is a registered tax agent and a licensed financial planner and that's independent. Uh, I tick all three of those boxes. Uh, so it does sound self-serving to say that, but it's true that uh, tax advice and financial planning advice are, are very much integrated. Now, if you don't get it from one person, try and get it from one team. Uh, so there's the same business so that if you've got an, a financial planner and an account that sit next door to each other in the office, um, they can talk about a particular client and kick some things around. Uh, just like we did in our business this week uh, and the accountant came to me with an idea that's going to save a client uh, a reasonable amount of tax this year. Um, and they're both a financial planning and accounting client, so it works really, really well. Just that one example this week. Uh, if you can't get the team in the one office, uh, then make sure, and you can be the the conduit for this, but make sure that the information is shared in both directions. So that is, you talk to your accountant about what your financial plans are and what financial advice you've got, and you talk to your financial advisor about what tax advice you've got. So that you're keeping those lines of communication open and the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. So uh, that's it for this episode. But what I'd like to do is invite you to a live stream seminar. So I'm hosting a live stream seminar on the 24th of July, and it's all about um, helping people uh, investors, that is, uh, minimise tax in a way that doesn't hamper your ability to also build wealth. And so you can watch this live stream seminar from you know a desktop, a tablet, a phone, uh, in the comfort of your own home and interact with us and ask questions. Um, it's free to register and the links are in the show notes. Uh, so hopefully you can uh, tune in on the 24th of July. It's a really engaging and... Um, uh, interactive way to sort of deliver this advice and we'll also for people for attendees to that live stream seminar we're going to give you a tax best busting structures ebook uh, so it will be a, a 30, 30 page sort of reference guide for you to use in the future so that's it from me this week uh, until next week bye for now